If you have your Bible, please go with me to Isaiah chapter 33, verse 5 and 6 this morning. As we celebrate our nation's independence, I want to bring a message from God's word for our nation. And I pray that we will receive it as the word of the Lord into our hearts. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 5, the Lord is exalted. For he dwells on high. He has filled Zion with justice and righteousness. And he will be the stability of your times. A wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. There's a promise here for America and for all the nations of the world. That those who trust in God will find that he is the stability of our times. Father, I pray this morning that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. And I ask you to anoint the hearing of this congregation, that in hearing your word, we might be moved to prayer and to faith. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to speak this morning about the stability of our times and about stability in our times. No doubt you have noticed that we are living in very unstable times. Although this year is only half gone, we've already experienced a great deal of instability and upsets, changes. The reason that we are gathered outside in the parking lot and that we have been doing so for several months now is just proof of that fact. We live in a world that is today in turmoil, not just because of the health crisis caused by COVID-19, but also because of the social unrest that we have seen in our great cities and even in some of our smaller communities. We see the trouble that has come to the economy. We see the strife that exists around the world. And all of this can lead you to wonder, how can we recover? How can we ever have peace or stability again? But as always, I encourage you, when you find yourself asking a question that looks toward despair, to look to the Word of God. God's Word has now and has always had the answer. It is only a tragedy that we have not re recognized that in this generation as they did in generations past. But the Word of God is still the answer for America. And the Word of God is still the answer for your home. It's still the answer for your life. The Bible tells us that God is the stability of our times. The Scripture says... He shall be the stability of your times. It's talking about that man, that woman, that family, that nation that puts their trust in God. As we look at the context of Isaiah 33, we discover that the nation of Israel was in a great deal of trouble. They had been surrounded by the Assyrian army who had as its goal to destroy the nation of Judah and to destroy the kingdom of Hezekiah. Hezekiah saw this, he was, of course, frightened, he was afraid. And then the Bible tells us that 
the Assyrians sent Rabshakeh, the general of the Assyrian army, to send a letter to Hezekiah and also make a public statement. And he said to, to the city of Jerusalem, and he said to the inhabitants of Judea, don't let Hezekiah fool you into believing that, Je that Jehovah can rescue you from me. He said, if the gods of your neighbors were not able to rescue them from me, how will Jehovah be able to rescue you from me? He was not only taunting the nation of Israel, but he was taunting the Lord God himself. And Isaiah uh, the prophet records the panic of the nation of, Israel, of Judah. So much was their panic that they went to their neighbors to make alliances with them. And in Isaiah 30, the Lord says to the nation, he says, Woe unto you who make plans without, concerning, without consulting me, and who make alliances but not of my spirit. Be very careful, friends, in the day of trouble, who you make alliances with. It might seem popular, it might seem easy to just go and find a quick fix to get an alliance made by man. But friends, the only alliance that you should look for in the day of trouble is an alliance with the Almighty God. To have to be on God's side and to know that you are standing with Him. And so God says to them, don't put your trust in the, in the alliances of the Egyptians or the alliances of this world uh, around you. But put your trust in God. Put your confidence in the Lord. Sometime later, the Egyptians would be taken by the Assyrians into captivity. And the neighbors of Israel and, and Judah would be taken as well. And now you have them surrounding Jerusalem. And he's saying, I'm going to do to you what I did to your neighbors. But God says to them, don't worry about it. Don't fear or fret. Trust in me. I will be the stability of your time. Can I tell you this morning, church, that God's message has not changed. As you look around you and you see fear and you see anxiety, you see worry, you can also look around you and see this. God says, put your trust in me. I will be the stability of your times. I will be your refuge, your safe place, your place of security and hope. This is described in Isaiah 33, verse 20. He says that those who have the stability caused by the presence of God will have an undisturbed habitation, a tent which shall never be folded, a stake which shall never be pulled up, and its cords will never be torn apart. If you want a life that's held together, it's got to be a life built upon trust in the Almighty God. It's got to be a life built on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I say to America, to all the, the, the nation, and those of you who are here today being part of that nation, I say to you, if we want America to hold up against the test of this season and the seasons that are to come, if we want her stakes to remain firm and her cords unbroken, if we want her tent to remain unfolded and put away in the dustbin of history, we must turn our hearts to the living God. We must put our trust in the God of heaven because he alone can save this or any nation and he will if we will look to him. He alone can be the stability of our times. Do you realize that God is often the cause of instability? 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12, verse 26 and 28. God says, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. You realize that sometimes God creates instability or he allows instability. You say, Pastor, why would he do that? Well, he says this. He says, I will again shake the heavens and the earth as well. And he says, and this denotes the removal of the things which can be shaken so that the things which cannot be shaken will remain. God will allow instability to come into a nation or into a people or into a family or into a life for this purpose, that everything that can be shaken will be removed so that every confidence, every trust, every faith put on anything other than God is shaken by the winds and the waves of the storm. And the only thing that remains is the unshakable truth of the word of God and the unshakable kingdom of God. Can I tell you today, friends, there are some people in this crisis over the last four months, there are some people, and I count myself among them, I believe many of you are among them as well, who have not entered into panic, we have not gone into fear, we have not, been, we have not lost our sleep, we have not lost our health, because we have an unshakable kingdom, and that kingdom is resident within our hearts by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on somebody, if you've experienced stability in your time, shout amen. Give the Lord praise. But you say, Pastor, everything in my life is shaking. Things are getting moved around. Friend, God is allowing that so that you can realize that the only thing worth building your life on is Jesus. He alone is the stability of your times. He is the rock upon which you must build your life. Every other foundation is quicksand. No, no matter how strong or sure you may be about it, sooner or later that foundation will crumble beneath your feet. But if you want to have a life that's unshakable, build it upon God. And God says when the shaking comes, everything that can be moved will be moved. And the things which cannot be moved will remain. The things that are eternal the things that are significant, the things that are established by the Almighty God. And today, you may be experiencing a shaking, the way Peter experienced it. When Jesus said to him, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. Satan wants to tear you down. He wants to blow you away. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. And when you are restored, restore your brethren. Today, God is telling you, have you been shaken? Have you been moved? Have you been rattled? Put your faith in me. Put your trust in me. And I'll restore you. I'll rebuild you. And I will make you a place of strength for somebody else. So that you can be a testimony of God's faithfulness in your life. Friend, if you want an unshakable life, a stable life must be built on the foundation of the word of God. Do you want stability in your finances? Make financial decisions based on the word of God. Do you want stability in your health? Find the, your health, uh, your, the truth about health in the word of God. Are you sick today? Find healing taught in the word of God. If you don't know how to, how to live your married life or your, your family life, look to the word of God. These principles are the unshaken foundation that has endured throughout the ages and will endure forevermore. 
And every life built upon this word will find itself established in all times and in all seasons. The Bible says, Blesses the man whose fear is the Lord and whose confidence is in the Lord. He shall be like a tree that is planted by rivers of water, and he will not fear when the heat comes. He will not fear when the drought comes. Why? Because his trust is in God. His foundation is the Almighty. And so the Bible says, He will be the stability of your times. And the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Do you want to find the treasure? Do you want to find the riches, the prosperity, the blessing that comes from this scripture? The Bible says it's an abundance of salvation, an abundance of wisdom, an abundance of knowledge. Do you want the key to the treasure? Do you want the key to the storage, uh, to, the, to the warehouse of heaven? What is the key? The key is the fear of the Lord. What is it that brought peace and security to Judah and to Hezekiah? It was the fear of the Lord. The Bible says that Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king of Judah. And listen to what 2 Kings 18 says about him. It makes these statements. It says he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. That man he lived his life to please God. God was the standard for his life. Not man, not himself, but God. And he wanted to do what was right in the sight of God. Then the Bible said that he removed the high places. That means he removed the altars that had been built to other gods. Altars built to the, to the gods of the Canaanites. He took the idolatry out of the nation of Judah. And then it says that he trusted in the Lord. He knew God would come through for him. He knew that sooner or later he would see the good hand of God. Let me ask you, do you trust God? Have you trusted him with your life, with your family, with your health, with your finances? Hezekiah trusted in God. And then the Bible says this, he clung to the Lord. That means he grabbed onto God like a baby grabs, like a little toddler grabs onto their daddy's leg or arm. He clung to God and he wouldn't let him go. That's, that's the description of Hezekiah's fear of God. He reverenced God so much that he clung to him. He wanted to be near him. He wanted to do his will. The fear of God is not to be in fear of God's terror or in terror of God, but to reverence him and to honor him. Hezekiah, the Bible says that because he did these things, the Lord was with him. And when the enemy came against him, when he was surrounded by the Assyrians, the Lord brought a mighty deliverance. And the Lord said to him, I'm going to fight for you. The scripture says that the Lord sent one angel, and that one angel destroyed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers in one night. And that army, which had uh, caused fear and dread in Judah, came to be nothing and had to flee before the presence of the Almighty God. Why? Because there was a God-fearing man on the throne that said, I'm going to cling to God. I'm going to put my trust in God. What am I telling you today, America? There's an answer for you. And that is to put your trust in God. To put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone can save. And He alone can deliver. America has had a, a history of fearing the Lord. This nation 
began in the year 1620 when Quakers boarded the Mayflower and crossed the Atlantic Ocean to establish a settlement in North America. Today we call them the Pilgrims. Why do we call them Pilgrims? Well, they were Pilgrims because they believed that they were strangers on the earth and Pilgrims seeking a, a city of God. They came with the express desire to build a society that would allow for religious freedom and allow them to serve God as they believed. They arrived off the shores of Massachusetts and before they got off of the Mayflower, they wrote the first government document ever to be written on the North American continent. The Mayflower Compact says this, having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith, and the honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern part of Virginia, do by these presents uh, solemnly and mutually in the presence of God and one another covenant and combine ourselves together to a civil body politic. I just read to you the, the words of the first government ever established in North America. What did it do? Listen. They undertook the journey for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. They came to these shores with one goal in mind, and that was to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then they made a covenant, and they recognized that one of the signers of the covenant was God himself. They said, we do this in the presence of God. Why am I bringing to your attention a long and mostly forgotten history of America's past? Because I come to remind you today that America has a covenant with God. She began in those times in the fear of the Lord. What would later become the Massachusetts Bay Colony would become the root bed and the foundation of what today we call the United States of America. To this day, our God-fearing roots follow us. We hear our presidents in their discourses and speeches saying, God, bless America. We hear our Supreme Court saying, God, save this honorable court. We as children in our schools and growing into adulthood memorize the Pledge of Allegiance, which says that we are one nation under God. And we have in every bill of our currency this, this phrase, in God we trust. Friends, America's covenant with God has been broken by many who would say we're not a Christian nation. We don't have a Christian legacy. Many who would try to rewrite our history. They want to write God out of our history. They want to write faith out of our history. And friends, the only way for America to survive, the only way for this nation to endure blessed and strong as she had, is for this nation to rise up and say, our hope is in the Lord. Our trust is in the Lord. For the fear of the Lord is the only way that you and I can have the key to the treasure of wisdom and salvation and knowledge. Psalm 112, verse 1 through 3. It says, blessed is the man 
whose fear is the Lord. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. Wealth and riches are in his house. Do you want to be mighty? Do you want to be strong in faith? Do you want to prosper in this life? Fear the Lord. Isaiah 11 verse 3. It reads, he will delight in the fear of the Lord. And he will not judge by what his eyes see. Nor make decisions by what his ears hear. Listen closely please. Every time there's a crisis. Or a need. Or a decision. We use two things to make that decision, don't we? We use our eyes and our ears. We look around to see what does the circumstances tell us. But when you fear God, God says you won't have to go by what your eyes see. And when we look around with our eyes today, maybe what we see isn't that great. We see riots and looting. We see economic downturn. We see a health crisis that doesn't seem to have a solution. Our eyes will tell us that there is no hope. Our eyes will tell us that there is no way out. And then we get our ears involved and our ears hear bad news. We hear about, uh, we hear about the tragedies in our world. We hear the despair in the voice of our neighbor. And what do we do? Do we decide how to live based on what we see or what we hear? No. Because our fear and our trust is in God. And God says you will delight in the fear of the Lord. And you will not judge by what your eyes see. And you will not move by what your ears hear. But you will judge and move by the word of the living God. By the promise of the Almighty. And by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Come on somebody. You have a source. A source of wisdom and knowledge and salvation that is eternal, that does not fade away. And so today I challenge you, every individual person listening, I encourage you, put your trust in God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of blessing. The fear of the Lord is freedom from the snare. And if you will put your fear and trust in God. He says I will be the stability of your times. For where you are would you just bow your head with me. And call on God. Call on God for America. But call on God for your family as well. Father, we acknowledge today that we need you. Our nation has lost the fear of God. And because we've lost the fear of God, we've lost respect for one another. We've lost respect for life, for authority, and for truth. But as your church, as citizens of a greater kingdom, this morning we bow our hearts and we say, oh Lord, 
our eyes will look to you. Our ears will look, will hear from you. And we will trust in you. We will trust in you to bring revival to this nation. To heal her wounds. To mend her flaws. To refine her gold. And to cause her eyes to look up. Father, if you've allowed this shaking in our land, let it not be that we would miss this opportunity. But rather in the midst of the shaking, let the hearts of this people be returned to the unshakable kingdom of God. Father, we pray today that you will be the stability of our times. And we know that you can do it for America because you've done it for us. You've done it in our lives. You've done it in our homes. You've done it in the Kingsway Church. And God, we know that if you did it for us, you can do it for America. Bring peace to our land. Bring peace to our land. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would bring stability to every home. Stability to every marriage. Stability to the children of every home. Stability to the finances of your people. Stability in their health. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Receive the healing virtue of Christ. Because of the shed blood of the cross. Receive healing in your home.